So I am very happy today to be sitting down with the incredibly talented Olivia Street here from Alberta, Canada. And I love technology that we can do this these days and, and do the interviews over the air and also in person. So thank you so much for sitting down with Guitar Goddess. Welcome. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. I have to say I was a little starstruck when I realized I was going to get to meet with you, the Guitar Goddess herself. So. No, no, no. I am just... <laughs> the gatherer of the guitar goddesses. <laughs> I'm like the ringleader. <laughs> yeah, so um, tell us more about your music. You have an amazing project right now, uh, and I just wanna hear all about it. So you, there's just so much. Okay, let's just dive right in. Let's start with the album, and then I'm gonna ask you about children and you know ma managing a music career and a family and all that good stuff. So tell us how you got started. Yeah, um, well, I've been playing guitar since I was about 17 years old. Um, before that, I was actually a, a classical violinist, you know, trained by force by my parents in a loving way, loving, but you know, it was sort of, my dad's a musician, and so music was this lovely mandatory part of our life. But uh, as I got a little bit older, I realized, you know, the violin wasn't speaking to me in the way that the guitar was calling to me. Um, so got my first guitar sort of taught myself a few chords and I've been learning slowly but surely ever since, you know, it's sort of a constant process. But um, uh, yeah, King of Foxes is my band. That's my original project. And uh, we did release an album last year, which I happen to have right here, uh, called Golden Armor. Um, and yeah, that was a culmination of, you know, several years of writing and sort of gathering this material. And uh, we were lucky enough to get a grant to help us record this. So I kind of, my, my baby came to life here around the same time that my flesh baby was coming to life too, so <laughs> <in> current events. <laughs> I love these kind of stories because, you know, women can do so many things and you're doing music, you're, you're birthing two babies at the same time. So how did that happen? Like, were you like in the studio, like, you know, all pregnant and everything, <laughs> playing the guitar, like out here as you're... <laughs> Was actually, well, while I was pregnant, I really mastered the art of like, you know, the side guitar hold, which looks really cool anyway, right? Yeah. So you got belly and front guitar inside. Um, but yeah, no, I remember actually when we were recording some of the vocals for this album and uh, I was going through some pretty intense morning sickness. So we had like the vocal mic set up and a garbage can beside me. <laughs> this case. So yeah, yeah, total rock and roll <laughs> moment there. <laughs> I love that. I love that because, you know, women don't tell those stories enough, you know, and, and you have younger women that are coming into the music business and they're like, oh, I have to hold off having kids and, you know, it's not going to work, but it does work. And women like you, you know, are giving us the courage to go out there and to do it, start families and stuff waiting. So, you know, I just honor you for, for doing that and sharing it, you know, so it's you. I mean, I I, I certainly feel like there are yeah, a lot of women that do it, but you know, maybe we don't talk about it as much yes. as it's not as cool, maybe. I don't know, is it cool to like juggle families and music? Um, sometimes it doesn't really like come across as maybe the image that people want to put forward, but this is our lives. This is who we are. You know, our bodies and our music are all intimately connected, I think. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that it's not challenging. I mean, there are definitely times when at the end of a long day of like working full time and parenting and it's like, how do you juggle all those things? How do you be creative as well? Um, and it's really hard to find the time to make space for yourself and do those things. Um, but I think, you know, we owe it to ourselves to not let those creative fires die. That's a huge part of, um, of who we are. And we have lots of different roles to play, so yeah. 
Absolutely. And I, I just love that we're now starting to see, you know, I feel like women, you know, in the 70s and even early 80s used to go and have their babies. And then a few years later, it's like, oh, yeah, I have a kid. You know, <laughs> it was kind of like this hidden thing, but it's such a beautiful part of our lives. And it's, it's great to share it, you know, and Golden Armor, you know, tell me about that. Like, did all of the songs, you, you said you were working at it, at it over time. Were all of the songs um, written during your pregnancy or were they before? Were they some songs that you were just holding in your personal vault, like waiting for the right moment? Tell me about that. Yeah, so quite a few of them I'd had for a while and they sort of kept resurfacing in various incarnations of the band. I would try on older material, see is this working? Do I still like it? Um, and some of them, yeah, some of them were from that stage. Some of them were, were current at the time that we were recording it. Um, I actually, I, I had a, a previous marriage before my baby um, with my new partner. And so in some ways it's, it's kind of a bit of a, the arc of a relationship is kind of the material that the songs come from. So there are some kind of love songs, there are some heartbreak songs, sort of everything in between. I hate to call it a divorce album, but... <laughs> I did one of those. Don't worry. It's good. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, all, all of it comes from personal, personal life experience. I, I don't know how to not write songs that are like about what I'm living and my own truth. So it's kind of like a diary in some ways. You know, I love that. And, and I find that as I talk with more and more women, like that is our method of creation. You know, we write what we know. We write our lives. We write our experiences. You know, it's not some fantasy thing that you just, well, maybe sometimes it is, but for the most part, we're writing our lives. And I think that's really, really cool, you know, to kind of have this document of, you know, this collection of music that tells us the tales of what you've gone through. Yeah. Well, and that's what really interests me in other artists. Like, I want to hear who you are. I want to hear what your voice is, what you have to say, what you're offering to the world, you know? So that's really important to me to, to say authentic things that are true. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to fake it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And how did you come up with the name of the Golden Armor? Um, you know, it was funny. We were going through, my partner and I were sort of going through our phones, like the, the notes that you keep in there, you know, some of them that you take down while you're, I don't know, drunk or sleepy or who knows. And you're like, what was I thinking when I wrote that? And, and one of the little notes I had in my phone was, your golden armor drags you down. And I thought, gosh, what did I mean by that? But hey, that actually is, is kind of true. You know, sometimes when you're trying to be... Uh, a hero or a heroine in some way, you're trying to sacrifice yourself, you're wearing this like golden armor, I sort of imagine that a knight from a medieval thing. Um, but you know, that's if you go through the water or something, that's going to pull you down, that's going to drown you. So what are we covering ourselves in that uh, may not always be serving us what is holding us back and possibly dragging us down. So that actually ended up being a lyric in um, the single for the album, You Want More, that, that line actually is in there. So <laughs> that's beautiful. I, I love that and it's so true because I feel like a lot of us do have this armor, especially being women in the entertainment business. You know, I feel like there is a bit of armor that uh, we do carry. Totally. You know, when you're out there trying to tell your stories and, and get your songs out there and, you know, just do your thing, you know, it's just, it's part of it. Um, and I, I want to touch a little bit more on your songwriting process. Like when you're writing, you were talking about the notes in your phone, which I have them too. <laughs> we all have them too. You know, is your process that something happens in your life and then you're like, oh, I just need to write about it as kind of like a healing 
or does an idea come from you know just day-to-day -day living does a, a melody come in your head like what's your whole process yeah um often i find that the melody or some kind of snippet of a melody will come first you know i'll, I'll hear it sort of floating by in my imagination i'll be like oh that's neat and maybe i'll start to kind of figure it out on the guitar um, and then the words and the meaning sort of work their way in later so i'll have maybe a little riff and a couple words will come just sort of tumbling i'll be like oh i guess those fit there and then it's sort of like a mystery that you're trying to solve and you keep getting clues at least for me that's how i do it um, and so maybe a sentence will come and i'll, I'll say hey what is that about and it, it sort of guides me in the process of what i guess my soul is trying to say through yeah. starting a song well that's cool that's cool and, and what do you write on mostly do you write on um your guitar all the time or do you sometimes pull out your violin and you're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't pull out the violin so much anymore now when i do it feels so tiny and strange yeah. that, you know like i can't even wrap my head around it anymore so guitar <laughs> is definitely the instrument of choice um you know we have them my, my partner is a guitarist as well and our child is a, a burgeoning guitarist and he has a little baby ukulele so well, there's always an instrument lying around and uh yeah that tends to be what we what we go for for, for writing from <laughs> and tell us about your your setup like when you're recording what are you what is your setup do you have pedals is there certain amps you like to use tell us about your guitars um as we can tell by the technical difficulties we had at the beginning of this interview i'm not a hugely technical person so i try to keep <laughs> pedals actually minimal um i try to just have guitars that i love the sound of and amps that i love the sound of and have very little kind of going on in between to mess it up um, so I typically, my favorite kind of go-to guitar, uh, I have a Les Paul standard and I just really like the warmth of that guitar, especially coming through a Fender amp. Mm -hmm. Um, recently I got a little secondhand Fender Champ, which I just love. Like it's so small and portable, but it's so gritty and has a lot of depth to the sound. So that's what I've been playing through a lot lately, um, with actually no pedals because, uh, Camp distorts so quickly and so easily at, at very little volume that I'm getting a good crunch from that without having to kind of mess around with anything else. Um, so that's been my setup lately. Um, sometimes I have a Fender Strat I like to use too, and uh, I recently picked up a little silver tone guitar too, which is really fun for, for a few things here and there. So yeah. Cool. And is that your setup both live and recording? Uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, we used the silver tone a little bit on some tracks that we did recently, just kind of more as like a background sound, but uh, the, the Gibson tends to be the one that I play the most because it's so reliable for me anyway, and it feels comfortable. I never really got like, I don't know if it's just my hand shape, I could never really get into a telly neck. I found it really chunky, so this is a bit more slender, little girly hands, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true, but I, I love the Gibson. The Gibson guitars sound incredible. Um, you know, I love them for the studio, but live, I find them to be a bit heavy. Do you find that for yourself? Uh-huh. Actually, the one I have is one of those, uh, the, I think it's the 2008 models where they did a little chambered pocket. So it actually lightens it up just enough that I, I can do three sets with it and not have a back issue by the end of the night. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, I, I didn't even think about that one. I have to try that one out because I love Gibson so much and I just don't use it live. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's, that's really cool to know. I did, uh, if you go for those though, I did replace some of the, um, they have a, like more kind of digital stuff inside and I kind of got that replaced with the more classic stuff just cause I find it more reliable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, you were nominated or won a Juno award. 
oh, no, no, I, I didn't, but I was a project that I was formerly involved with um, actually was nominated. So one of my first bands that I had the pleasure of recording with and playing with was um, a band called Soldier Fire, and they eventually went on to be nominated. So that was a really big honor for them. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that was cool. I, I guess I misunderstood. I thought you were part of the band. Yes, I was at one point. Not anymore, though, but okay, yeah. Okay. Got it, got it. Yeah, we always have so many projects as musicians, you know, there's the side project and the main project and the solo project that I wasn't sure, like, where that was in the mix. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a few years ago now, and then after that, I went on to do uh, this project, which is not reggae, but, you know, I still have a soft spot for reggae as well. Yes, and how did you, like, get into the reggae thing? Like, I find that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I was at a party with uh, with the woman who started that band um and there was a reggae band playing and we were having a great, i remember i ran up to her and i was like i want to be in a reggae band and, and she obviously that was her main form of music and so yeah that was <laughs> where that started i love reggae i love a lot of different types of music though my, one of my first bands was like a punk band which you know seems kind of funny now that i'm so old and mature <laughs> old and mature <laughs> <laughs> but you know i have a, a lot a wide variety of tastes i guess <laughs> I think that's good. That's good, you know, because it keeps your music interesting. You know, if you only had one vein, you know, the music would have a very um, generic sound, but your sound is very cool. It's very eclectic, and I like it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I like it. I like it. So talking about music and bands and things, how have you found touring as a female guitarist? Have you well, touring for me hasn't really been something I've been able to do the past couple of years, obviously, with my with my child. So the only small things we're able to do are go, you know, to cities or towns that are maybe like one or two. Mm -hmm. I mean, you spend one or two nights, but you're not too far from home. So for me, I just at the moment resign myself to the fact that I'm playing close to home. Um, I am, you know, I sent the album to radio stations across the country. We have a lot of support, you know, from the other provinces and it's been played across the country. I haven't got a chance to visit a lot of the places where it's charted yet, um, but I'm hoping with the next album we record now that my son is a little bit older uh, that we can do some of that for the next one for sure. Yeah, hopefully maybe take him take him with me, you know, we could have like yeah. a tour nanny or something. I, people do that, it, it happens. Absolutely, they do. <laughs> you know, there's so many kids that are growing up on the road now. It's so cool, you see them come out of the tour bus and I'm like, oh my God, there's these little ones. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, you know, like, and well, because my partner is in the band too, like, I think it would be kind of nice, like, it's the family traveling, right. so, you know, right. you're getting too separated from your family or anything. <laughs> How is that working and writing and recording with your partner? You know, sometimes those things can be a little bit challenging, and I'm just curious as to how yeah. that works. Uh, it, I feel like my answer would depend on what day you're asking me today. <laughs> today, I'm going to say I love it. Uh, you know, I love him and I love music and music and who I am as a person are not really something that I can disentangle you know it's always together so I can't really imagine a life um, where I would be with someone that didn't understand that side of me fully or that I couldn't toss ideas off of and, and really communicate with in that way so it's really fun when we're writing at home and you know all of a sudden I'll get an idea and I'll grab the guitar hey what about this and I'll be like okay that's cool but you know what about this and so that's a really awesome part of our relationship that I wouldn't trade for anything. Um, on the flip side, I guess, you know, we're, we're both really critical of each other in ways that I hope pushes us to be better and do better things and get better. Um, since I met Brandon, I feel like my playing has come a long way because he's a great guitarist and I never want to let him down, you know, on stage. I never want to be the weak link. So uh, definitely try to improve and, and learn from him. 
and um, hopefully I've taught him some things too. I think we work really well symbiotically together. So yeah, it's really good. That's really cool that you've got a built-in writing partner. You know, a lot of times you have to go and find someone and then you set up these writing sessions and it's kind of like dating anyways. It's like, yeah, that one didn't work. Let's try yeah. this one until you find, you know, the right uh, partnership. But that's pretty cool that you have your partner like right there with you all the time. So oh. you can always create, you know, there's never a time where you're waiting to your next time together to, to sit down and write. That's really yeah. And very, very cost effective too, you know, I can, I can pay him in like spaghetti and cook the meals. So. <laughs> right, right, right. I'll trade diaper duty for you if you lay <laughs> <take> down this. <laughs> That's so fun. That's so fun. So what's, what's new for you? What's happening? You've got the record out now that you're promoting mm -hmm. and um, you're doing shows around town and you're charting, you're doing well. The record is, is, I mean, it sounds great, you know. Thanks, yeah, I, I was really um, kind of surprised, like, when I released it, I, I didn't really know at the time how to go about doing it, you know, I wasn't working with a publicist or anything like that, so I just kind of was doing the promo myself, um, but yeah, we had really, like, nice support, as I said, from the independent radio stations, especially, um, so yeah, we've just been playing shows kind of to support that, we've had a pretty busy summer doing a few festival gigs, kind of close to home, but um and now in the fall, uh, we're actually going back into the studio again in November to uh, sort of finish up some stuff. I'm hoping to have um, probably just an EP, but uh, something to release by early spring of next year. And uh, yeah, I, I say only an EP, but just um, like we were talking about earlier, it is so hard to juggle work and family and everything. So I don't feel bad about it. You know, maybe I'm not going to have like a giant opus of work, but I'd like to keep putting out what I can as I go, you know, so if it's like six or seven songs. Um, I'm okay with that <laughs> work-life balance, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I just wanted to ask you, like, how are you promoting the work? Like, are you on social media? You know, tell, because we have a lot of people and they get stuck with this part. You know, they get yeah. the record done and then they're like, now what? So can you share a little bit about what your experience has been and how you've been able to do so well? Totally. Well, I, I don't know about doing well, but I'm, I'm certainly always hustling. Like I'm always trying to make connections. Um, and social media is a great way to do that, that like didn't used to be around, you know, like now I feel like you can really reach out and, and meet people in your industry. You know, you can make connections like we're doing here today um, and getting a chance to kind of uh, work with people in all sorts of aspects of the industry. So yeah, no, I, I like I'm really active on Facebook and Instagram and if people message us and want to interact, like I, I'm always like I love to talk guitar, I love to talk music, you know, anyone that reaches out, we do that. And we try to make it fun too. So like we just recently did a bunch of like live music videos and we're kind of releasing one by one and doing like little giveaways for our fans that share it and just kind of making it about a community of people interested in the same types of music, interested in the same things. So yeah, I think uh, just being really active and connecting with your fan base is super important and hopefully growing it that way organically, right? And are you sending out like, um, like direct messages on social? Is that how you're connecting with people or is it just like posting things on your Facebook page? Um, I just try to post like good content that people want to share of their own accord, you know, so the videos we do or song postings, links to various articles and stuff and just trying to connect that way um, instead of letting people find us. <laughs> yeah. Is there any plan for like a live stream concert or anything like that? Like those seem to be really hot right now. 
Yeah, totally. That's a, that's a great idea. Um, I actually like I, I host an open mic in my city every week too. So um, I actually want to start doing that for some of the participants too, like doing a live stream where I would be on the other side of the camera, but you know, filming my open mic participants and kind of building a community that way because that's a lot of fun too. I love hearing other songwriters in my in my city and my community. Oh, that's really neat. That's really and and how do you do that? Like, how do you host a um, a night like this, you know, for the girls who've never done it, like, how do you do something like that? Do you approach the bar? Do you, like, how does it happen? Yeah, um, I think if you have a good relationship with a, a bar in your community that maybe hasn't thought to do this, you know, it's a great way for them to bring business in. They get more people coming through their doors and it's fun for you too to kind of, to build your community and connect with other songwriters. And so yeah, this one actually is fairly recent that we're doing. Um, and it's like five minutes from my house, so it's super nice. And it's actually all ages too, so you can actually even get, you know, kids coming in there and performing songs as well. Um, so that's, it's really just kind of starting. For anyone in the Edmonton area, it's at Fargo's Capilano every Saturday, four to six, come say hi. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And it's even an afternoon, like those really do well when you can do it in the afternoon. I think so, like, because I'm often busy or gigging, like, on Friday or Saturday nights, like most people are, but, uh, you know, that's kind of a downtime in the afternoon where maybe there isn't a lot else going on, and you're not competing with other things, so, yeah, kind of a nice time to try it. And how do you distribute your music? Um, pretty much 100% online these days, you know, like, I did have CDs pressed, and we sell them off stage, and we've had a few people buying physical copies through the, through the website, but, uh, you know, I feel like most stuff is going digital these days. We, we all know that's, you know, the Spotify, the iTunes. So you can certainly get it there. Streaming is so huge now. That's kind of the next thing. Sort of rethinking, like, how do you make a profit uh, as an artist through those mediums? And it can be done, but I feel like, you know, in some ways it's more challenging. In some ways there's more exposure, so it's easier. There's pros and cons, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you do merch? Like, do you take a lot of merch to your... Uh, events like your your uh, singer songwriter nights or your or excuse me your open mic nights. Yeah, I I always have it in my car. So you know, if anyone ever wants a King of Foxes T-shirt, I always have them on me. <laughs> so we sell those, and uh, CDs are really the only items we have at the moment. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's an investment. You know, it's not cheap to print that stuff, but I I like having physical things to hold. Maybe I'm just from from that era. I don't know, but I like having physical CDs and I like having shirts and and physical items to sort of rep what you're doing. So yeah, and I think people like that too. They want to take a piece of the experience home with them, or you know, people that are following you on your your page, they want to represent, and that's a way that they can do that. So totally. I, uh, I got some luggage stolen recently that had like a bunch of merch in it. And uh, so I'm kind of like, I keep waiting to see like in a foreign city or something, someone wearing my t-shirt. I'm gonna be like, cool, where did you get that? Did you steal my suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That is I'm so sorry that happened. Someone stole my pedal, my pedal board. And it's a very distinctive like purple pedal board. So every time I go to a concert, I'm like looking around to see you know, if there's a purple pedal board, because everything <laughs> is so specific about this board, like the color purple that I chose and everything, everything was so custom that yeah. I kept looking around to see if I can, I haven't found it and I probably never will. Oh, but, that's a shame. I don't know how people can play on stolen gear. Like there's gotta be some bad karma there, you know, I'm not, uh... <laughs> you know, I'm not wishing it on anyone, but it's yeah. just, like, I was just so devastated when that happened. But, oh, and it's so personal too. Like I feel like you know your instrument isn't just a tool; it's like part of you, and you know your whole setup. So yeah, it's hard to just 
for someone else to just take that and run with it. I don't know how they would be able to, but anyway. It's just bizarre because everything was purple and all my cords and everything that I had to connect inside are all glittery and everything. I'm like, who's really going to want this? Because it was totally chicked out, you know? <laughs> It was very, very specific to, to me and my brand, but, um, yeah. but yeah, so you're working on promoting, you're working on new material all the time. You're raising your family. Like, how do you manage it all? Like, what is a typical day for you? Well, I mean, I manage it cause I, I have help. I have a really supportive family, you know, my parents been awesome um they look after my son frequently you know when i'm in the studio or doing gigs or whatever so i don't know where i would be without them because childcare is expensive yeah you know luckily actually just recently people have started um like allowing you to claim for that in like various grants or, or things you know that didn't used to be a thing you could even put as an expense you know but it really is like you know if you're making an album like factoring in the amount of hours that you're going to have to buy childcare for it, it, it adds up to a chunk um, for sure. So yeah, having support from my family, being really organized, you know, it's a, silly, but like, you know, we have the cliched like family calendar on the fridge and we have to know what everybody's doing to kind of like make it all go smoothly um, just so we act as a team and not chickens running around with their heads cut off. Um, <laughs> yeah, so organization, support, um, and I guess at the end of the day, just drive, like how badly you want something and how much you're willing to work. And yeah, it is long hours and, and yeah, it can be challenging, but to, if you really believe in something and you have passion about what you're doing, then it never really feels like work. It's so true. You know, I always say I never work a day in my life because I love what I do. I love all of it. Yeah. I think it's such a blessing that we get to do what we love for a living. Absolutely. You know, and that we were courageous enough to, to take that chance. And that's really the mission of Guitar Goddess is to really give other women the, show them examples of other women who are doing it so that they mm -hmm. too have the courage to go out there and create their music and get on stage and, and tell their stories. Yeah. So, you know, and not to, not to be intimidated because it's an intimidating industry in a lot of ways. Um, and I think, you know, like, yeah, like you said, reaching out, having other women that you can connect with that are making the same journey is really empowering, you know, and I've, I've always had really great support from the other women in this industry. Like I've never felt that there's competitiveness or cattiness, like people have really helped lift me up and I hope one day to do the same. You're doing that right now <laughs> by sharing, you know, I mean, it's so important. You, you would be surprised at how many women do not want to share their story, you know, and I'm just so grateful to you that you're sharing not only how you make your music, how you balance your day, you know, and how you balance a family, you know, that's really, really big. So, you know, I thank you so much for, for sharing that because it's important and so many women need to hear that it is possible. <laughs> it is possible. You will be tired, but it is possible. <laughs> I think you're tired anyways, you know, it's like <laughs> late nights and clubs, all that stuff is exhausting. Yeah, for sure. Know? And just adding a baby into it, I mean, my goodness, it, it um, definitely is work. I, I, I don't have children myself yet, but it definitely is another full-time job to add to the, add to the, uh, yeah. the but, but so worth it. I mean, life is about like finding opportunities for joy, right? And I, through my son, like I have that tenfold. So and yeah, again, never feels really like work because it's something that you love, just like, you know, the passion of music or whatever. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so we're gonna, I wanna thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing. And we want to feature one of your songs uh, at the end of this episode. So which would you like to, to premiere? Um, I think I sent you Ever After, was that one of the ones? Yes. Yes. I would love to share that. That was one of my favorite ones that we did on that last, last album. So thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Oh, it's my pleasure as well. So before we go, I would like two things. One, to set us up and tell us about Ever After, how it came to be, what the song's about. And then after that, to give us how we can stay in touch with you, all of your social media, websites, and what have you. Absolutely. Um, so Ever After uh, is a song about following your dreams, actually, even though you often feel like you're not good enough or that you don't deserve it. Um, but for me, it's like in that heartbreak is where you find your strength. So that's what that song's about. Um, if you'd like to connect more with me or King of Foxes, uh, we're on Facebook, King of Foxes Band. We're on Instagram, same handle, King of Foxes Band. Our website is kingoffoxesband.com. Um, so yeah, absolutely. We'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear from other female guitarists and singer-songwriters. Um, and I wish everybody the best in, in their journeys, whatever they're working on right now, too. So thanks for, for spending time with us here today. Thank you so much. And we will end with Ever After. Have a great day. Bye.